0: Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. Once again, it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF, right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, right there from our website. If you're listening to this Bible study from our website, we will welcome you today. If you are listening by computer anywhere in the world, including the United States, any state in America, we welcome you today. Praise God. If you're listening on your iPhone, uh we we welcome you today. Someone called the other day and had a problem uh getting this broadcast and they were used to listening on their iPhone through an app that's available at our website. Well, we welcome you today. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're so glad that people are are hungry for the word of God. This hunger, I God create Himself within us, and uh, and I am so glad to be part of the great company that is publishing God's word around the world. And I thank God for technology and the media and the opportunity. This is how the gospel is going to the nations of the world. It's through little stations like this and little preachers like me that are not renowned in any sense of the word, but committed to keep the great commission. Go into all the world, Jesus says, and preach the gospel to every creature in every nation and go and make disciples of all nations. Hallelujah. So we're we're not here uh, trying to pressure anyone into the kingdom of God, but we are here uh, trying to declare a gospel that will, will call them into God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I, I'm so glad to be a preacher today after all of these years and through all of these tears and all of these attacks of the enemy that we have had to weather uh, in our family and in our personal walk with God just like every other Christian but particularly those who are declaring the gospel you see we're a real threat uh, to the kingdom of darkness and the king of darkness the devil himself I love the attitude of one evangelist who uh, has great success and Continually in Africa, uh, where God sent him. He said, We're here to plunder hell and populate heaven. Hallelujah. Well, we want you to go to heaven today. And we're so glad to be part of a mighty move of God in these last days. Uh, You know, it's the Word of God that's going to give us instructions, going to give us not just inspiration, but information that we need that we might live a victorious life as an upstream Christian in a downstream World. We're talking about meeting with God, entering into the presence of God. Now, that may be a foreign term uh, to people who have just uh, went to church and sat very calmly and very idly and, and maybe sang with the choir or listened to a choir sing, but never personally worship from your heart and thereby having the opportunity to experience the presence of God and literally enter. Enter into the presence of God. A God encounter is like nothing else in all of the world. When you encounter the presence of God, there's a, there's a, a change that comes in our attitude toward worship and serving Him. Because we're not just keeping uh, the tenets of a right religion. We are serving a risen Savior, a living God, a loving Father. Hallelujah. For the love of God, part of that entering into His presence is experiencing the love, not just acknowledging it uh, in our mind and giving mental assent to it, but actually experiencing it. (laughs) For the Bible says that in the new covenant, that the love of God, that divine love, is shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there's there's a mediating of, of a manifesting of the presence of God by the Holy Spirit. His Spirit, bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Initially, we take that by faith because the scripture is true and we honor the truth and integrity of the Word of God. But there is beyond that a spiritual witness. Praise God, an unshakable witness of the presence of God within us. You see, when you get saved, dear friend, God comes to indwell you. Christ comes to indwell you because the Holy Spirit comes to indwell us and manifest their presence to us. Praise God. Well, the old-timers said it's better felt than felt, So I can talk about it all day long. But I just want to encourage you when you worship, uh, make that time of worship a meeting place with God. When you pray, as Christ said, make it a meeting place place with God enter into your closet shut to the door that means put down the iPhone the cell phone turn off the television all the things that would distract set aside a place and a time and even if you run out of things to say when you pray uh, you know people that are not used to entering into the presence of God and uh, don't understand it's not just you making petitions to God it's you sitting calmly and quietly and just meditating on the goodness and the grace and the greatness of God in your heart. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we want to read this from Exodus 33 once again to set a, a context for the text uh, and uh, listen to it carefully. It said, And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar uh, off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation, or literally the the tabernacle of meeting, according to Holman. And it came to pass that every one which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. And it came to pass, verse 8 says, when Moses went out unto the tabernacle, that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass, as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up, and they worshipped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses. Now, this is the difference in, in anyone who wanted to seek God going there and the relationship that Moses had as the their appointed leader. He spoke, it said, and the Lord spake to Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again to the camp But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Holman's translation said, Now Moses took a tent and set it up outside the camp, far away from the camp. He called it the Tent of Meeting. Anyone who wanted to consult the Lord would go to the tent of meeting that was outside the camp. And why would Joshua? Now, I I feel this today very strongly. Joshua, uh, he lingered in the tent. He went up with Moses and he lingered in that tent because I believe he had a hunger not to just get instruction from God, uh, but to spend time. In the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Friend of mine. Calvary has become the great uh, the great meeting place. At the foot of the cross. Every child of God. Is invited into the presence of the Lord. For on the cross. We were reconciled unto God. And on the cross. Jesus paid the price. So that we could enter in behind the veil spiritually speaking into the very presence of God I love the great old hymn at Calvary it says oh the love that drew salvation's plan oh the grace that brought it down to man oh the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary Mercy there was great and grace was free, pardon there was multiplied to me, there my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Praise God. Amen. We have a meeting place where uh, where God and man were reconciled, called the cross. Where Jesus died in our place and we have a mediator uh, a person that is a mediator between us and God the Bible said there's one God and one mediator between God and man and that is Jesus Christ so we have a meeting place and we have a person to mediate in our behalf Praise God. Hebrews 10 talks about that. Verse 21 and 22. It said, "In having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us draw near hallelujah you know that big veil in the temple that thick linen veil was like a keep out sign to every man woman boy and girl the presence of god was so holy and that place that they kept the ark is where his earthly presence dwelled at that time and the and the linen veil is saying you cannot not." enter here for behind this curtain this keep out curtain is the very earthly manifested presence of God we know that God is a spirit and he's he's universally everywhere omnipresent but he was in particularly in dwelling behind the veil of the temple in the holy of holies you know what has happened today To you and to me, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, amen. Your body, my body, has become the temple of the Lord, amen. That's why we're told to keep it holy. And I'm gonna tell you that's a challenge in a world as polluted and perverted as our world has become, as it gets as men and women turn to darkness instead of light, this world becomes a sin darkened world. But we are God's luminaries. In fact, God says and Jesus taught in the New Covenant that we are the light of the world. And if we living a life that represents a different kingdom and we're following Christ hallelujah as light bearers praise the lord we we become we become a city set on a hill which cannot be hid Sometimes we visit my father-in-law in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and if we get there after dark, uh, as the city is lit up, uh, we it's we we come in from the high area of the of the interstate system and we can see the city uh, because it is lit up. Uh, and we can we can get a, a an an understanding of a city that is not down in a valley but a city that is on a mountaintop hallelujah that cannot be hid believe me if you live for Jesus in this last day generation and you serve him and bow to no other god and not give in to the the pressure to be politically Correct and socially relevant and you say listen listen that's there are people that live for that but i live for christ i live for god hallelujah i live differently so the presence of god is what we're called into today the very presence of god The just has suffered for the unjust that he might bring us to God. So verse 22 says, because we have a a meeting place wherever we set aside, beginning because of the cross, and we have a mediator in Jesus Christ, a high priest, according to verse 21 of Hebrews 10, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. That means a guilty conscience, having the blood of Jesus applied uh, to our conscience, not just that our sins are forgiven, but they are forgotten, not just by God, but by us. You know, the Bible said, as it is written, saith the Lord, I will cast their sins away from them, As far as the east is from the west, and their sins will I remember no more. God not only forgives, God forgets. And you know what the hard part of all of that forgiveness that we have through the grace and mercy of God? It's for us to forgive ourselves as God has forgiven us. That includes the forgetfulness of those sins. He never associates us with those sins anymore. And we should never associate ourselves with those sins anymore. You know why? Because the Bible said, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature, a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. You know, baptism is is about that. It's about being buried with him, water baptism, and raised with him that we might walk in that newness, in the newness of life. Praise God. I want to read a statement here and encourage you. First, I just want to, before I read this, I want to encourage you. When you go to church this Sunday, and the the, the songs are being sung. Enter into the presence of God. Understand that, that this is an opportunity to establish a meeting place where you are going to worship in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. That you're going to focus on him and not the song leader and not the Robed choir and not the fabulous musicians uh, or the special singer, but you're going to focus on the living God and the risen Christ and worship in the spirit uh, and worship in the truth. Let's draw near. When you pray, take time in the day to establish a meeting place, a closet if you please, not a closed closet, but a place where you can lock everything out and lock yourself in. Close the door behind you, Jesus says. That means leave, in, our, in our modern day, turn off the television, turn off the radio, turn off the stereo, leave the cell phones outside. You know, there's an advertisement on television right now uh, uh, just by some concerned people who started an organization to say, when it comes time to eat your dinner or, or your supper, uh, let's, let's, let's deposit all of the cell phones and all of the iPhones. So no one is texting, no phone is ringing, no one is talking to someone else, but people are having a dialogue with one another. You know technology is wonderful we can we can get the gospel to the nations of the world and and the Bible said clearly when this gospel of the kingdom is preached into all the world then shall the end come God is going to give an opportunity for everyone to hear the gospel before Jesus comes now a friend of mine listen carefully today i believe we need a time with God that is uncluttered by other things not just this quick hour on Sunday but but every single day we need a place we need a time established that we might through prayer enter in to the presence of God let your prayer time be a meeting place with God not just a place where you hurriedly present your most pressing needs and petitions but a place where you you stand, spend time in the presence of God you see i believe that's why joshua lingered at the place of meeting because the dialogue between the leader Moses and God had taken place mouth to mouth conversation that Moses might be given instructions from God directly to lead the children of Israel to the promised land and into the promised land. But when Moses left, Joshua lingered and it's this lingering taking time to draw near <laughs> because whatever uh, whatever was happening at that that meeting place, Joshua uh, wanted to to linger in the presence of the Holy One. Praise God, it makes such a difference. Listen to what Mickey Anders says, and listen to it carefully, and he says, What distinguishes you and me from the rest of the world? We're certainly no brighter and no better looking. What is there about the folks who gather in this room and in churches across our world that distinguishes us from the folks who are at home in their pajamas on Sunday morning? Just one thing, the presence of God, and that. Makes all the difference. You see, if you're saved today, it's not just that you go to church and a choir or sing with a choir. It's that you acknowledge that you have a heart. You want to draw near to God. And church can be a meeting place for Jesus taught where two or more of you are gathered together in my name. Wherever that is, it becomes a meeting place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where two or more of you are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them what is he there for why is he why is he manifesting himself in a particular and peculiar way where people have come together to enter into his presence to seek him it's because that we have established a meeting place and believe me when you establish a meeting place if you show up god will certainly show up amen in 1995 twin girls had been born 12 weeks premature in the medical center hospital in Worcester, Massachusetts. They weighed in at about two pounds each and each had been placed in separate bassinets. One started to do just fine. The other began to slowly fade. Her heartbeat was rapid. She was visibly anxious and nothing the nurses could do seemed to be able to stop what they saw as her inevitable death. Then one nurse remembered something she had read about, a a treatment of premature infants elsewhere in the world. At a last resort, the nurses put little Brielle, the weaker twin, right next to the bassinet with Kyrie her big sister. (laughs) Kyrie was three ounces bigger. In the words of one of the nurses on duty, the results were both immediate and dramatic. Little Brielle snuggled up to her sister, and her heart rate immediately slowed to normal. Her color came back. The baby visibly relaxed. Almost, it seemed, with a sigh of relief, She accepted nourishment. The crisis was now over, and she would and did survive. We're like that little baby today, friends. Deeper than words, back behind all conscious thought, we know what we really need, a sense of the special presence of God. Even when we cannot express or fully understand our hunger for God, (laughs) <laughs> that hunger remains when we don't have that presence our lives waste away we are made for god and we are made for fellowship with him and with each other when we are isolated and alone we're in trouble serious trouble like tiny two-pound brielle we need to be close to god and close to others who love us deep down within us we have to need to be part of the family of god hallelujah that's why the bible said very clearly forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is but much more as you see the day approaching exhorting one another thomas kelly wrote Within us is a meeting place with God who strengthens and invigorates our whole personality and makes us new creatures with new values and estimates of the world about us, seen through the eyes of a direct and spontaneous love. When we we learn to be worked through, serenity takes the place of anxiety, fretful cares are replaced by a deep, and certain assurance in the new testament that's called a peace that passes all understanding you see this is not just about accepting the christian faith as a religion to be practiced (laughs) but a relationship with god to be practiced a relationship with jesus christ Oh, a friend of mine. My dad played the fiddle at church for many, many years. He lived to be 93 years old and and playing the fiddle. And no, it wasn't a violin. It didn't. He called that long hair music. (laughs) You'll understand that right here on WMAF. (laughs) Listen, he played the fiddle. He he learned to play when his granddaddy bought him his first little uh, miniature fiddle, child-sized fiddle, and he taught himself, played by ear. Played for the Lord. Hallelujah. I used to say he's the only person in our congregation that was allowed to fiddle around on Sunday morning. Praise God. And he did. And he loved it. He played for the Lord. And one of his favorite songs that he would play uh, and was the songs with the words, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me, I am his own. And the, the, the his voice is so sweet, the lyrics say, that the birds hush their singing. And the joy we share, as we tarry there, none other has ever known. In the garden, I come to the garden. See, everyone needs a meeting place. Where we can come and enter in to the presence of God. And it can be in many different places and situations. We need to separate ourselves from the busyness of this world, from the, from the responsibilities even and the distractions and, and all of the discouragements that it brings and take time to enter into the presence of God. Because if two or more of us gather in his name, he said, there am I in the midst of them. Go to church Sunday morning with the Christian brothers and sisters and enter in to not just their presence, but his presence. Hallelujah. Praise God. And within every one of us is that hunger, that desire. As David said, uh, one thing have I desired, one thing have I desired, that will I seek after, uh, to inquire at thy temple, and behold thy beauty. He couldn't go behind the veil. God would not come from behind the veil to indwell him, but he could get as close as you could get under the old covenant. He could go to the temple and offer a sacrifice there, and thereby... Be close in proximity to where he knew the abiding presence of God was. And friend of mine, I believe that's why Joshua lingered. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because he didn't just go to get instructions so he could lead Israel. He went because he was hungry to be close to the God that showed up at the meeting place. And friend of mine, I just pray today that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, the first meeting place with God is at the cross where you come to confess your sins and receive the one who died for you on the cross, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and your personal Savior. And I pray that you will come to Him right now, wherever you are, That right now you will take time for a meeting place has been established for you to meet with God and be reconciled to Him, and a mediator has been provided, and that's Jesus Christ, showing God the scars as our high priest on His body, that God may forgive us our sin. Oh, friend. Don't wait another moment. Today, confess your sin. Repent of your sin. Confess your sin and meet with God. Have an encounter with the one who loved you enough to give his son and the Savior who loved you enough to hang on the cross until it was finished. Ah, friend, today when you go to church as a Christian, go to enter into the presence of God when you pray. And come back next week. Let's talk about Jesus.